0: listening to Japan Experts, the podcast that helps you make your trip to Japan a truly unique and immersive experience. I'm your host, Miyuki Seguchi. I moved overseas to study at age of 18. Since then, I've gained immersive travel experiences in a few dozen countries and realized Japan is a country I should be proud of. And so I learned all things about Japan and became a licensed guide. Now, I'm here to help travelers like you to plan and prepare for a trip to Japan. Whether you are traveling solo or you don't speak Japanese, I've got you covered. All you need is a bit of courage to immerse yourself in Japan. I'll give you all the knowledge you need to plan your trip, travel confidently and interact with Japanese people so that you are totally excited and encouraged to make a trip to Japan. Recently, I had the pleasure of being part of the Amateur Travel podcast. Amateur Traveler is one of the longest running travel podcasts that introduce a different destination every week. It's especially focused on culturally rich travel, so I was so fortunate to introduce my favorite area of Japan through this interview. Before the interview, I was asked to come up with one-week itinerary within the area I'm going to talk about, and so I have decided to introduce my top 5 recommended places within my home region of Central Japan. If you've been checking out every episode of the Japan Expats podcast, you may have heard me talking about these destinations before, but on this amateur traveler podcast, I've also shared some of the things I've never mentioned elsewhere and the host Chris made our conversation so much fun. So, I hope you can stick with us through the end and don't miss anything. So, without further ado, let's invite Chris Christensen of Amateur Traveler Podcast.
1: Amateur Traveler episode 858. Today, the Amateur Traveler talks about castles and cormorants. Sightseeing trains and shogun, sword makers and samurai as we go to Hekone and Gifu in central Japan. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Let's talk about central Japan. I would like to welcome the show, Miyuki Suguchi from the Japan Experts Podcast at miyuki.suguchi.com. And she has come to talk to us about the region of Japan of Gifu and Hikone. Miyuki, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much. It's Did nice to I get to be- that
1: pronunciation anywhere close of any of that.
0: <laughs> Everything was perfect. Thank okay, you. Okay,
1: <laughs> good. Excellent. First of all, where are we talking about when we say Gifu and Hikone?
0: Yes, the Gifu is part of the Chubu region. So, Chubu literally means a central part. So, as you can imagine, it's located in the right center of Japan. So, basically, we have Tokyo in the east and Kyoto and Osaka in the west. So, what's between them is the Chubu region or the central part of Japan.
1: Okay, got it. And what is your connection to that region?
0: I live in the southwestern part of Gifu Prefecture, which is part mm-hmm. of the Chubu or the central region of Japan. And I'm originally from Japan, in fact, not too far from where I currently live. But I've also spent some time in the UK and Tokyo, but now I live in the central of Japan, which covers Gifu. And technically speaking, Hikone is part of the Kansai region, but it's also mm-hmm. pretty close to Gifu. So I do provide private tours there as well.
1: Excellent. You are a tour guide. That's the other thing that we should say, <laughs> if you say private tours, you don't yes. just uh, do that for fun. <laughs> no. Excellent. And why should we go to Gifu and Hekone?
0: Yes, great question. A lot of travelers from North America or the West, when they travel to Japan, they will stay in Japan for two to three weeks. And mm-hmm. they usually travel from the eastern part of Japan to western part of Japan or vice versa. But most of them do not stop off at the central region, especially the southern part of Gifu to the eastern part of Shiga. So this part of Japan is simply not as well known as major tourist destinations, but there are a lot of worse visiting places, and these places are usually less busy and easy to access by public transport. If you want to explore some unique local areas with hidden gems that give you a great idea on authentic local life, I'm sure you'd love places I will introduce today.
1: Excellent. And... Where are we going to go? What itinerary are you going to recommend for us?
0: Yes. So I would recommend two days in Hikone, one okay. day in Sekigahara, two days in Gifu City, and two days in the outskirts of Gifu City along the Nagaragawa River.
1: Okay. Where are we going to start then? You started us in... So
0: okay. I'd have to start with Hikone, okay. the city of Hikone. So we're
1: starting further south and east from Gifu. So if we were coming from Kyoto to Tokyo, we'd come to Hikone first.
0: Yes, probably that would be the easiest location for listeners
1: to think of also. And I know that some travelers, if you've got the rail pass, might get off at Hikone even without your prompting because I did, as you pointed out to me. And we'll talk about what got me off the rail, but what should we see in Hikone?
0: Yes, so the Hikone is mostly known for the Hikone Castle of Japan's five national treasure castles that remain intact from the samurai era or more than 400 years ago. This is one of the major attractions in the area, but one, I know you've covered a lot of Japanese castles on this podcast also, so I I, We
1: didn't cover a lot because there aren't that many left but we've covered a number (laughs) of the ones that are left, yes.
0: Yes and I would think probably like most of your listeners would think that what's the difference? I'd (laughs) like to give a bit of information about the Hikone Mm -hmm. Castle also One of the reasons why I recommend Hikone to anyone who would like to experience authentic Japanese castle is that mm-hmm. the Hikone Castle tell a lot of great stories from the battle times, to both the battle times and the peaceful times of the samurai period. For example, there are a number of defensive features that are reflected in both the interior and exterior of the castle buildings. And okay. indeed, the battle they had in mind was the one against Toyotomi, which was in Osaka, so that's why the castle is rectangular shape, and the front is facing Osaka. So also, the, despite the size, the main tower has lots of decorative roofs that helps the castle look magnificent. This was to make the enemy give up before fighting, and as a result, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a result, Japan achieved a 250 year of peace with virtually no war.
1: You mentioned that it was built to protect against the ruler in Osaka. Yes. There is also a castle in Osaka, but that is a reconstruction. Uh, Anytime you can go into a Japanese castle and take the elevator up, you know that you are not an original castle. That should be a big clue, but it's also not even made of the original materials. One of the reasons why there are so few remaining is this is a wooden castle. And so people who are picturing a Norman castle from somewhere in England or France are not picturing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, despite its size, not very big as castles go.
0: No, No, not one of the biggest ones that many people would imagine for Osaka or Nagoya, for example.
1: But Well, it, when I say yeah. not very big, just even Japanese castles versus European castles, we're talking about something that was that a single family could live in and not have all that much space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but wow. maybe I should add that add the one note to that. So the castle that many people may imagine is for the main tower or the main house. The main tower, exactly. yes. Yeah. The main tower isn't that big. But the castle grounds, it's not, the castle is not it was only more than May just the tower. tower. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs>
1: Makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's a massive space if you could think about all these other buildings uh, on site.
1: Excellent. And we said there was something that got me off the Shinkansen and up the hill to the castle. And obviously, that was it. I looked out the window and said, what's that? <laughs> and literally just walked up the hill to go see. Oh, Uh, wow. The advantage of having a Japan rail pass, right? You can always get back on another train.
0: Have you been to any other places apart from the main tower?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, whatever you went to on the way up the hill. No, literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because apart from the main tower, the museum is also something you don't want to miss. Have Mm -hmm. you been?
1: I don't remember if I was at the museum or not at this point. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because it exhibits the great collections of arts and crafts and armors and Japanese swords, mm-hmm. as well as the musical instruments or the other items that were used for tea ceremonies or the no theatrical performances, both of which were fundamental parts of building bonds among samurai or high class people. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's the purpose of the tea ceremony is to build bonds. Yes. Okay. E-
0: exactly. One of the reasons why the E-family, the feudal lord who ruled the Hikone domain, was able to maintain these items was that the E-family ruled the domain for the entire time of the Edo period, or the 260 years. E-family was among the most senior ranks in the Edo government, so they were asked to stay in the same domain land, but it doesn't always happen to other feudal lords, which was the reason why the family was able to keep all these items until nowadays, so...
1: And you say the Edo period, so that would be uh, early sixteen hundred, 1600, sixteen o three, 1603, till mid-1800s, just after the U.S. Civil War, 1867. And so that's the when the emperor is emperor in name only and basically the country's being ruled by a shogun
0: yes that's correct yes
1: and that's also when the capital moves from kyoto up to tokyo or edo as it used to be
0: yes basically the capital is the place where emperor lives during the edo period the emperor was still living in kyoto yeah. Technically speaking, the capital was still in Kyoto, but Got all it. the political center was moved to Edo, which Got is currently, it. yeah, named Tokyo. as Tokyo. Yes.
1: Excellent. And if you're in Tokyo and you want to learn more about that period, I recommend the Edo Museum in Tokyo. But we're not talking about Tokyo today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, which is a great museum, which I really like. But mm-hmm. I think it's currently under renovation or something.
1: Oh, is it? Okay, did not know. Yeah, excellent. So, what else are we going to see in Hakone besides the the beautiful castle?
0: There is a beautiful garden huh? attached to the castle, and that's also the one area that I would recommend going. In there, you'd find tea houses where you can. Get to try a proper matcha tea with a Japanese sweet also. As it's a good experience. Sit inside the building and to see the garden in front of it. Okay. Some of other experiences I'd like to recommend is a boat ride on a moat around the castle. Yeah, it's something many people miss, but actually that's one of my favorite activities in the Hikone. And the castle is surrounded by moat, and you can take a 45-minute boat cruise. And the boats are in original design from the old times, so the sailing is low. So you need to crawl into the boat, uh, which is exactly how feudal lords and their family members did when riding on a boat. So you'll see the castle from different angles, and it's particularly beautiful during the cherry blossom season. Okay, which
1: is April-ish?
0: Yes, from the end of March through the early April. Okay. Yes. And if you have more time in Hikone, and if you'd like to try a bit of a different experience, there's also the opportunity to take a boat ride to Lake Biwa, which is Japan's biggest lake. And there is a sacred island called Chikubu Island in the northern part of the Lake Biwa. You can take a 40-minute boat ride to the island and explore the island for just over an hour until the same boat returns to Hikone. On this island, you'll find a shrine and a temple that can tell you how both Shinto and Buddhism have been practiced together since ancient times in Japan. A lot of local people get on board to pay respect to the deities, and the boat itself is a fine experience. So if you are going to stay in Hikone, A visit to Chikubu Island is a nice addition to your itinerary.
1: Okay. Um, Anything else we want to do in Hekone?
0: If you want to grab lunch, the one thing I would recommend is Omi beef, which is one of Japan's top three brand wagyu beef, along with Kobe and Matsuzaka beef. So there are different ways of eating high-quality wagyu beef. Uh, One way is hot pot dishes like sukiyaki and shabu-shabu. So okay. in a sukiyaki hot pot, meat will be cooked with vegetables, tofu, and some other ingredients. And right. we traditionally eat these ingredients with raw egg. Um, for shabu shabu, you have boiled hot water or sometimes dashi soup. So what you do is pick sliced meat with chopsticks mm-hmm. and move it around in the soup and dip it in the sauce. There are also steak and sushi if you'd like to try omi beef in that style as well.
1: Okay.
0: Usually, Hikone is considered as a day trip destination because it's Mm -hmm. close to Kyoto or other places in the area. But if you'd like to stay in Hikone, the closest to the castle is Hikone Castle Resort and Spa. And you can see the castle from their rooms or public bus facilities or terrace space. So this will be the unique experience. There are a couple of other business hotels as well as some guest houses in the area also. If you want to find accommodation in Hikone, it's totally possible and stay uh, one night in Hikone and visit the castle and another day to visit the Chikubu Island. Um, that's, that's I think, a good itinerary.
1: Okay. And then is it time to move on to Gifu?
0: If you'd like to stop off, on um, one place before moving to the Gifu city, the mm-hmm. one place I'd recommend is the town called Sekigahara. Have you heard of the name before?
1: I, I see it on a map, but that's all I know about it.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> great. Okay, so the Sekigahara is the town. It's actually half an hour away from Hikone to the east by JL. Sekigahara is... By
1: Japan Rail.
0: Yes, JL Okay. Tokai, yes, one of the JL Japan Rail Companies, yes, yep. that operates lines in the central region. Okay. So Sekigahara is most known for the Battle of Sekigahara that completely changed the history of Japan, bringing the warring state period to a close that led to 260-year peace in the end. Battlefield Memorial Museum opened a few years ago in the town of Sekigahara. And this is a state-of-the-art museum that will beat your expectation. so I'd recommend going there first. Inside, you will be watching a couple of digital content in the theatre that will take you to the battlefield and walk you through every major moment in the battle. So this is a really interesting one to visit.
1: And is that content available multilingual? As those of us whose Japanese is, let's say, limited, <laughs> is that something that I'm going to be able to get something out of?
0: Yes, there is an English subtitle on the screen. Okay, excellent. Yes. So what's unique about Sekigahara is that it's not a praise focused on one specific samurai warrior or the castle. So Sekigahara... Okay is a place where major samurai warriors that lived around 1600 actually came together so Mm -hmm. it does give you a chance to learn about different samurai warriors and their stories what i personally liked about this site is that there are replicas of armies that these samurai warriors are said to wear in the battles and Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised at how distinct each of them are and if you want, there is a place you can try on the exact model of these replicas, uh, which look okay. very real. So it's a fun experience also. Okay. And my recommendation is to visit the museum first and learn all the stories. And later, visit the actual sites in town where these samurai warriors had a basin and explore the town. And Sekigahara is a small town uh, with rice fields. That's a great place to enjoy beautiful country landscapes as well. And when you are walking around the town, what you will notice will be a modern art sites and museums called Ningemura, which really stood out in this beautiful countryside landscape and some of these objects are related to peace while some others were created by internationally recognized contemporary artists such as Riyu Fan, who also has a museum in Naoshima on Japan's famous art island. Sekigahara is definitely a great place to enjoy a walk in nature and learn about the history of feudal Japan. So all these places are within the walking distance from the Sekigahara station or you can rent a bicycle if you'd like to visit some of the historical sites that are related to some rivalries.
1: Okay. And you say rent a bicycle. Am I renting it with a bike rental app or I'm finding a bike shop or...
0: There is the shop in the town of Sekigahara. Yeah. You can easily find these spots in town. Okay. Great. Where to next? Moving further east on the JR Tokaido line, you will <laughs> reach Gifu which is about half an hour away from Sekigahara. So Gifu is the biggest city of Gifu Prefecture, but it has also some great tourist attractions too. And one thing you don't want to miss when you are in Gifu is Ukai Cormorant Fishing, which takes place from May through October. There are about a dozen places in Japan that have kept this tradition of cormorant fishing alive, And two of them are held in the Nagaragawa River, which runs through Gifu City.
1: Okay, And and this is using trained birds to fish.
0: Correct. Nagaragawa ukai is particularly famous in Japan because of the following two reasons. First, are you fish that's caught in Nagaragawa River are delivered to the emperor and imperial family of Japan eight times a year. So, in fact, fishermen are given an honorary position by the Imperial Household Agency, and that law has to be handed down from generation to generation in the same family over the history of 1,300 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the secondly, the cormorants so are— So I can li-
1: give up my dreams of becoming a cormorant fisherman, is what I'm hearing you say.
0: Correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And only men can be given this position. Okay. Yes.
1: Got it.
0: <laughs> Secondly, the cormorants are living in a dedicated space that's situated at the house of each fisherman, which isn't always the case for other guy places. So okay. what that means is that they take care of cormorants every single day from when they wake up until they sleep at night and train the cormorants since they are still young. So, fishermen are building deep bonds with cormorants like a family member, and Ukai cormorants are able to live twice or three times longer than wild cormorants in nature. Hmm. Yeah, there is a fisherman's village by the Nagaragawa River, so it's possible to see how fishermen are taking care of cormorants and to hear their stories directly. Just a good place to visit is Ukai Comrade Fishing Museum, uh, which I believe is the only one in Japan. So I recommend going there before actually visiting the Ukai Fishing at night. And this way you can get to know more about how Ukai really works. And at night, it would be the best to stay at one of the Nagaragawa Onsen Ryokan. There are several ryokan and hotels along the river and they can also arrange the Ukai boat for you. So and, in a
1: ryokan, you're talking about a traditional inn where I'm sleeping on a tatami mat and a futon, and I'm taking my shoes off and all the the usual traditional things.
0: Basically correct, but nowadays there are the Western style bedrooms also.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: So there are a variety of options okay. you can choose from. Yes. If you like, you can eat dinner on boat or you can eat dinner at ryokan before getting on boat. If you'd like to try and watch the ukai performance at night.
1: So when you say the performance at night, so they're going out and fishing with the birds at night, there's some reason I should believe that I'm going to be able to see it. So there's fire or spotlights or how am I seeing this?
0: Yes, there is a fire. Every boat has a fire.
1: Every boat has a fire. That's what I was seeing in the pictures. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And there are then organized tours, or am I just going down to the river, walking down to the river to see it?
0: There are more than a dozen boats every night, so you can get a ticket and get a seat on a boat.
1: Got Um, it. Okay. Tour boat. Okay.
0: Yes. So if you are staying in the traditional inns, ryokan, there are mainly two things you don't want to miss. Uh, one is high-quality malt dishes um, called the kaiseki uh, meal, kaiseki料理. So okay, if I don't you'd like-
1: that
0: is. <laughs> If you'd like to try the local specialties, the best thing is to have a meal at ryokan, they have a yep. kaiseki meal at the ryokan, because, they, because usually they are cooked using what's best in the season or what's best in the area.
1: Got it. And a kaiseki is just a multi-course Japanese meal. Correct. Got it. Okay. I'm, I'm catching up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the other things you may want to try at ryokan is a hot spring, or what we call right. the onsen in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And the Nagaragawa onsen is famous for terracotta-colored onsen with rich iron content, which helps your body warm to the core.
1: Okay. Um, and, if you and that's the onsen is the same name as the river Nagara.
0: Yes, correct. Nagara uh, basically Nagara River, the same okay. meaning.
1: Yes. Your pronunciation of that and mine are quite different. Is why I was asking.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I try to say this one, Sorry.
1: <laughs> Nagara Gawa. Yes, Nagara Gawa.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Gawa means a uh, river in Japanese. So.
1: Ah, okay. I did not know that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Of course.
1: Your Japanese is obviously better than mine, <laughs> which isn't coming as a surprise to anyone.
0: <laughs> so if you'd like to try the Ayu sweetfish that's caught by cormorants, you may want to try them at the ryokan because the cost of sweetfish that's caught by kormorant is 10 times higher than the cost of the farmed fish because they are oh more fresh.
1: And when you say sweetfish, is that because it's not a saltwater fish? Or is that a particular type of fish?
0: So sweet fish is a, a particular type of fish. Okay. Yes. That's, is it not so popular?
1: Uh, that in... is, I've never heard the term before in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sweet fish is a river fish that's widely available in the rivers in Japan.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: And it's especially famous in the rivers in my region such as Nagaragawa, Nagara River.
1: Okay. Yes. Excellent. Where to next?
0: Yes. So the next day, you can enjoy the Kawa- Kawaramachi district with traditional merchant houses, which was a city center at the time when boats was still the main transport method. This district has... Old-style houses, some of which are renovated and operated as a cafe, restaurant, and a shop. So it's a nice okay. area to walk around and explore. And uh, Nagaragawa River is recognized as one of Japan's three cleanest rivers, which means water is clean and clear. So that's why it became famous for good river fish, It has also helped develop craft making such as Japanese paper called washi.
1: And And I don't know washi.
0: Washi is Japanese paper.
1: Oh, okay. To me, where I live, the making of paper tends to make rivers less clean. So this is a, we're talking about a more small scale hand uh, process rather than big industry.
0: Correct. I should say washi is handmade paper
1: i got it okay
0: yeah compared to western style paper japanese washi paper much more thinner and Uh yet it's much more stronger okay that's the quality of the japanese washi paper got it using washi paper made lanterns umbrellas and fans called mizuchiwa in japanese are made in gifu city and you can find a shop selling these items in the Kawaramachi district. If you want to grab lunch in the area, it's also a nice area to find a good lunch spot
1: also. Any place you would recommend? Have a favorite.
0: So my favorite place is Kawaramachi-ya. Inside it's modern, but there used to be a stretch space. So you can get to see the traditional architecture from the inside and the outside. They have a casual food, like curry, pizza, and omelette, as well as coffee and tea. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: So, and that's down by the river is what I'm seeing.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, the, the district is the located. The district is
1: down by the river. Yeah.
0: Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right next to the river. After that, you can climb up to Mount Kinka. At the bottom of the mountain, there is a gifu park, which is a great place to enjoy nature and take some rest in the shades during hot summer days. And it's also a popular spot for cherry blossoms and autumn leaves. You could climb the mountain by walking. It's about an hour, but many people do take a cable car. And once you get off the cable car, you still need to walk for 15 minutes or so to reach the top of the mountain where Gifu Castle is located. So what's really great about Gifu Castle is a 360-degree view from the top. The area around the castle is a flat land, so you can see mountains like the Japan Alps and high buildings in Nagoya. And of course, you'll see the Nagaragawa River floating from the north to the south. The height is about the same as that of the Tokyo Tower, which is 333 meters. So it does give you a spectacular view from the top. Interesting. If we spend uh, two days in Gifu, for the last two days, I'd like to suggest two cities that are located in the north of Gifu City. Both of these cities are accessible by the Nagaragawa Tetsudo Line, which is a private company and trains in that specific area along the Nagara River.
1: Okay. Um, and that so means that my rail pass is not going to work there, I'm assuming. Correct. Okay.
0: But it's a different experience you can mm-hmm. get to try, so it's worth trying. From Gifu, you get to Mino Ota by JR and get okay. on the Nagaragawa Tetsudo. They operate uh, different trains, including sightseeing trains. Um, okay. Are you aware of sightseeing trains in Japan?
1: I have never taken a sightseeing train in Japan. I've done sightseeing from trains in Japan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So what's great about sightseeing trains is that you can get to enjoy beautiful scenery along the Nagaragawa River. So okay. as trains are slowing down a few best view spots. Okay. So it's a it's great place to see the beautiful scenery that you that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see. And okay. seats are also designed to enjoy the landscapes. And interior designs are special too, and they are often related to motifs associated with the local area. Okay. And it's possible to have a bento ranch with food cooked with local ingredients. In the case of Nagaragawa Tetsudo, one of the main food you'll get is a hida beef, as this is a local specialty of gifu.
1: And, and sorry, what did you say? Beef?
0: Yeah, hida beef. It's a beef that's grown in the area of Gifu. Okay. If you get on the sightseeing trains, the ride Mm -hmm. will be one to two hours, depending on the type of trains and where you will be going. But if you are getting on a local train on the Nagaragawa-Tetsuto line, you reach Seki city in about 20 minutes from Mino Ota. So Seki is a town of swords and knife making. And one experience you may want to try at the Seki is to watch a sword being made, as the skills have been handed down for multiple generations. It's just amazing to see how a few swordsmiths are working together to make a blade.
1: I did know it was a multi-person job to make a sword. Okay. So this is the traditional samurai swords that we're talking about here. The long one and the short one. I assume the katana correct. and the other one.
0: <laughs> yes, correct. But the braid. Excuse me. <laughs> braid itself. It's also the people people's job. So a few people usually two to three uh, people usually uh, work together to make a braid. But also after the braid is made, uh, there are other craftsmen who make the the handle of the oh, sword. Oh,
1: okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. And, and you're recommending going to the Swordsmith Museum in Seki?
0: Yes, there are a few museums in Seki City uh, that you can visit. Yes. Okay. Yes, but also if you'd like to do a bit of experience, you could visit the Swordsmith's house and try making a paper knife as well. It's not a sword, but a kind of a like paper knife that you could make okay. by yourself. So the seki is also known for good kitchen knives. There are shops around the city center where you can find the one you like from a selection of kitchen knives too.
1: Okay, got it. This is where my Gensu knives are coming from then.
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you'd like to grab lunch, grilled eel is a specialty here.
1: Grilled eel is a specialty here, okay.
0: Yes. <laughs> It's a simple donburi dish, so you'll yep. have a bowl of rice with grilled ear on top. There are several different places, but the one that's close to the station is called Magoroku, uh, which is considered as one of the best in the area. Okay. Yeah, so on the next day, uh, I'd suggest going to Mino, uh, which is about half an hour from Mino or about an hour and a half from Gifu City. Okay. So, Mino is one of Japan's three major washi-producing areas as washi-making has been practiced for 1,800 years. There is a town of washi artists near the upper stream of the Nagaragawa River because washi can only be made using clean water. In the city center, there is a shop called washi-nari where you can find washi paper made in Mino as well as different types of papers made all over Japan. So okay. inside is like a museum, and the staff will help you find the one you like. Um, they are stationary goods too, so it's fun place to visit. Okay. Yeah, there are a couple of museums related to washi and the paper-made lanterns in the sea center as well, if you want to know more about Japanese papers. The town of Mino also has lots of old merchant houses, which were built during the time when washi-making was booming. And these houses are still kept intact, so it's fun to walk around. And there is a hotel called Nipponia, whose building was an old merchant house. So you can get to stay at one of these merchant houses if you'd like Inside, you'll find a Western style bed and a modern interior design with washi made products. So, it would be a good one to try if you'd like to stay in the area. Okay. Pretty much that's it.
1: (laughs) Okay. That was the itinerary you (laughs) promised. Okay. (laughs) Anything else people need to know before they head to Gifu and this part of Japan?
0: So it is actually the area people may not find on the usual travel guidebook. So it's much more or less known and it's mm-hmm. a countryside area. But definitely, like I mentioned, there are places to visit and you can visit these places by public transport easily. That's a, a great advantage of visiting the Chubu region the central region of japan
1: i found that to be true in much of japan that getting around by public transport is pretty easy
0: <laughs> it is easy but if you are visiting the countryside or rural areas yeah usually you need a car to
1: ah, move okay.
0: around but this okay. area because it's in a very convenient location to the major cities mm-hmm. the public transport network is much more developed Got and it. so it's Possible to just travel by public transport.
1: I got it. As we start to wrap this up, you're standing in the prettiest spot in this region. Where are you standing and what are you looking at?
0: I'd say I'm looking at the views from the top of the Gifu Castle in
1: the
0: evening time. I thought
1: you might be saying that. Okay. (laughs) I was looking at those pictures and it looked gorgeous from up there. Okay. In the evening, though. Yes. So am I up there for sunset or am I up there after
0: After the sunset. The daytime is pretty, but the Mm -hmm. night views are even more special.
1: Excellent. One thing that makes you laugh and say only in Gifu. You've traveled a bit, you've gone home again. One thing that when you get home, you went, it now strikes you as funny and it used to strike you as normal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's not really only special to Gifu, but... Probably special to Japan, which is so. every town in Japan has a special mascot or the character that represents what's famous in the area.
1: Okay, I did not know that. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, for example, Hikone has Hikonyan, uh, which is a cat whose model is the one who is said to have saved the feudal lord who ruled the Hikone domain. And this cat wears a red helmet because that's the symbol cover of this... Feudal Road E family. And okay. Gifu also has a mascot called Minamo, uh, which represents clean water resources in Gifu Prefecture. This and and mascot, what
1: type of animal is the so, mascot in Gifu?
0: <laughs> Minamo is not an animal, it's a kind of a human. <laughs> it's
1: a human, okay, got it. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> And if so, you had to summarize this region of Japan, the Gifu uh, Prefecture and and bringing in Hikone also, what three words would you use to summarize this area?
0: Convenient, sustainable, okay. samurai history, and castles.
1: <laughs> You're cheating a little bit there, but, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Our guest again has been Miyuki Suguchi from Japan Experts Podcast, where we can send people to, if you know how to find podcasts, because you got to hear it, but also from miyukiseguchi.com And Miyuki, if you wanted to send people to your website, what's the best resource we should send them to help plan their trip for this region?
0: Yes, thank you. So my website is Miyuki Seguchi, my full name. That's miyukiseguch com.
1: Put a link to that in the show notes so that people... Don't have to write it down.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I do provide travel planning services as well as private tours in the central regions. and mm-hmm. That includes all the places we discussed today. So to help international travelers know more about Japan and about better plan their trip to Japan, I'm hosting the podcast called Japan Experts Podcast and its related Facebook group Japan Experts Community for Travelers. So okay. if you... Anyone is interested in visiting Japan, please do check them out. Also, I'd love to offer my free Japan travel guide, The 7 Steps to Creating Unique Immersive Experiences. So that's uh, totally free and available from my website. So, and I'll
1: put a link to the, the travel guide also in the show notes so that people won't have to search for it.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Miyuki, thank you so much for coming on Amateur Traveler and sharing with us your obvious love for your home region of Gifu.
0: Yeah, it's great for you. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much.